Welcome to Series 2, Episode 9. In this episode, I talk with Beth Hewitt, Director of Visualize You. Beth is a fellow podcaster and we talk all about pivoting, packaging, promoting and more importantly, profiting. Beth is a breath of fresh air and brings life's personal experiences into everything she does. I am sure you'll enjoy this episode. Thanks for being a fab listener. Welcome to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. I'm Johnny Ross, founder and digital marketing strategist of Fleet Marketing. Each podcast, I'll be bringing you an expert to inspire you, to give you some great business growth takeaways, and to get you thinking about marketing and the bigger picture of how businesses can improve, adapt, and grow. I look forward to sharing this with you on each podcast. So here we go. Hi and welcome to another live Q&A. I'm Johnny Ross from Fleet Marketing. Today we've got uh, Beth Hewitt, which I'm really excited to have with me Hi, from Visualize You. You all right, Beth? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Really excited to be here today. Absolute pleasure. Um, so uh, we are live streaming on Facebook in the uh, Coronavirus Yorkshire Business Support Group. Uh, we're also on YouTube and on LinkedIn Live. So uh, feel free to uh, add a comment add a question if you've got something you want to ask beth please do ask uh, and if you're watching this back on replay please put hashtag replay it helps me understand who's watching and how you're watching this uh, beth you should be a, an expert at this you're a, a now a, a qualified podcaster uh you, you've got uh, quite a few under your your wings so, uh-huh. so this is uh, this this is quite normal for you well, no, because this is video. So normally, you know, podcasting, it's just the audio. So um, I would like to get to the point where I'm doing videos and audio at the same time. That's my aspiration. But yes, in, enjoying the podcasting at the minute. Does podcast allow you to hide then? Well, I do all of my podcasts. Well, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. I do all my podcasts on Zoom because I like to be able to see the person that I'm interviewing. I think you bounce off the body language and things like that. So I do actually have all of the videos from the podcasts that I've done. I just haven't been brave enough yet to put them out there on YouTube. But (laughs) maybe in the future, get a good editor to to look at them and and get them on on YouTube as well. That makes sense. Um, I want to go go right back. Um, So, uh, you know, you've... Uh, we're going to come to visualize you and that's about pivoting uh, and and some other uh, uh, P words, I think as well. Uh, but um, I, I want to go right back to how you've got to this. And and I heard that you'd had 23 jobs over 27 years. In fact, yeah. uh, at the age of 12, 13, you were sent out to a uh, to, to work as a dishwasher. I'm, I don't want to steal your thunder here, but from what I can understand, you've worked in births, deaths and marriages, the equalities office, retail at Staples, carpet manufacturing, social, uh, <laughs> teaching A-level sociology, banking, chemicals, transport, accounts, wine and spirits. You've even been on the Midget Gems line, uh-huh. which I quite would like to have been there. I like the black ones. Events. I mean, the list is endless. Take us back. How did it feel getting chucked out of the house at the age of 12 to go and work in in a pub? (laughs) Well, to give my mum and dad credit, they didn't chuck me. It wasn't like I was going to the mill or anything, or they were shoving me up a chimney or anything. Um, (laughs) It was my, I wanted to, I just wanted to experience this idea of work and and earn my own money. There was something in me that wanted to do that. Um, So I got um, 
a job just it was in the at the star in robert town you're probably not able to do it anymore i'm sure you, there's an age limit on when you can actually work in pubs and things these days but yeah i just started out as a dish <laughs> dishwashing pots and pans on a saturday and sunday and um i was really disillusioned because I wanted to be a waitress, but you had to be 16 to be a waitress. So I was like, I was four years too early to, to be a waitress. And uh, I just immediately was like, this is, this is rubbish. <laughs> I really don't, I really don't want to, to do this forever more. But that was my kind of first insight into working and getting shouted at by, by adults because I wasn't quick enough washing the pots and pans. And that just kind of set me on this journey of looking for that thing that, what it is that I'm I'm supposed supposed to do, and um, yeah, so that that's where it all started. I mean, you're you're also a huge believer in in quitting if things don't feel right. Uh, I yeah. think I think you've lasted just you know several hours uh, in some jobs and and even eight or nine years in others. But you're you're a huge believer of quitting, uh, and and if and and am I right? That basically opens doors. Yeah. So I mean, if. I think it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, I don't want people to get the idea that I'm just I just quit and go from one job to the other. There's been times when I've worked in multiple jobs at the same time, um, and there's been times when I've done like freelancing alongside kind of paid work uh, employment as well. So there's been lots of different types of positions that I've been in. But um, whenever, if you get up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror and you genuinely are not excited about that thing that you're going to be doing today, then then you, you need to get out of that that position as soon as you can and, and sometimes that's easier said than done you know for, for all kinds of reasons but it doesn't it doesn't help your mindset it doesn't help you know your sanity to to be doing something day in day out that you genuinely do not love and there's been times when that came very difficult that was a very difficult thing for me to do you know i've been was in one position for a long period of time and um i just i couldn't I couldn't find a way out of it because I was getting paid a certain amount of money. I was at a certain point, you know, I was in my my late 20s and I thought, am I going to be able to find the equivalent salary at the age that I'm at with the skills and experience that I've got to this point? And I, I, I kind of just got stuck. I got stuck in that position for a long, long time. And I just went on a down, downward spiral in terms of my mental health and, uh, you know, spiraling into, de into depression ultimately. So I learned the hard way that... Um, that it's not a good thing to do uh, if you genuinely if somebody's listened to this and think i i just don't want to get up today and, and do this particular job then there are there are ways for you to, to to not do that and start to think about things differently and find you know that perfect position or, or business yeah. if that's what you want to do yeah absolutely i mean but uh, you know credit to you you've had some seriously senior jobs um and uh, you've you've you know, you've, you've uh, been involved in all sorts of of different things from uh, uh public uh, sector to um uh to equalities all sorts of different things so um i i think i think for me uh you've shown that actually it does open doors and mm -hmm. and, and 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 it is you know don't get stuck in something um and uh, and that's a big thing you um you the the new uh company that you've set up visualize you mm -hmm. um really placed your strengths of of what you do on a daily basis you're you're into meditation you're into visualization yeah. you're very spiritual i believe what just talk to us about how it, for, was that started at the age of four is that right 
So my very first experience of uh, visualizing something happened when I was four years old. And obviously at the time you don't know what you don't know what that is. And some people call it the law of attraction. Uh, some people call it like creative visualization. But I'd gone to the seaside with mum and dad. I think it was Bridlington. And there were like bouncy castles on the seafront. And I was like a small petite four year old. And um, I'd go on them and I'd get knocked about by the older kids. I get bashed about and um, it wasn't an enjoyable experience bouncing on this bouncy castle. So I'd said to my dad, I want to bounce on a red, I was very clear, I want to bounce on a red bounce castle all on my own. And I was very strong in that conviction that that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> and um, he said, well, I'd, I don't, I'm not sure we're going to, we're going to find, it was, you know, very diplomatic. I'm not sure we'll find one just for you. I was like, no, I'm going to find one. I'm going to find this red bouncy castle. And um, I went to sleep that night and I'd literally squeezed my eyes tight and the only thought that was in my mind was the feeling of being on a red bounce castle jumping up and down on my own nobody else that that those feelings of you know the excitement that you have as a child jumping up and down and um i was gonna i was gonna find this uh, this red bouncy castle and then the next day we packed up and um we set off home and um my dad was always one for taking like he called them shortcuts but actually they were like long long shortcuts you know you know because the scenic route but you end up taking like an extra hour um onto your journey I know, time i know those journeys well yeah <laughs> you know those kind of dads and um we were just like driving through country fields and um i spotted something red in the distance it was like a farmer's field um there were cars coming away from it so it was it was like there was a fate had been going on throughout the day it was like late afternoon and i, I said there's a there's a red bouncy castle there's a, there's a red bouncy castle and my dad was like no there isn't and my mum was like no there is something in that field and we, we drove into the field and they were packing up for the day and my, my dad went I stayed in the car and my dad went out to speak to I don't know if it was a farmer or the, the person who manages the bouncy castles and um, he asked if I could go on you know as they were packing up but would I be able to go on and he said yes and I, I, I just ran and and jumped and on the red bounce castle and I've got pictures of me bouncing bounce on the bounce castle and I know it was I, I believed it with all of my heart that it was going to happen there was no deviation around that this scenario was not going to happen and it was very simplistic but that was my first experience of visualizing something and that has just stuck with me throughout my life it's been a big part of kind of my life and I always look back to that first um that first time that happened you're a uh you meditate as well uh, yes. that started at a uh, quite an early age as well is that right was how, how did that come about so my mum and dad who were going through a divorce my mum started to go to like night meditation classes and she would bring these tapes home on an evening for her to listen to and I, I used to pinch them out of a bag <laughs> so I go in and pinch this tape out and I put it in my little tape deck that my grandma had got me for one Christmas and I would listen to the meditations on on an evening and um you know it'd be like looking up find a spot on the ceiling and then uh, getting into that meditative state but there was one instance where i kind of reached what what i call the gap or what some people call the gap where it's that space between your thoughts where you don't know you've been there until you kind of come out of it and you realize oh actually i wasn't yeah i wasn't thinking i was actually somewhere else and i experienced experienced that at about 10 years old and um it was always kind of that after that point that need to try and recreate that experience 
but sometimes that does, when you're chasing that experience again, um, it doesn't always come that easy because actually you're resistant to it. You, you, you're looking for that experience, but because you're trying so hard and that it's not happening, it just continues to not happen. And so meditation kind of weaved in and out of kind of my, my early teens um, and late teens. And, and then it came probably more cemented when I, when I kind of hit my late, my late 20s. And, and now I meditate um, every day. Wow. And and so we uh, so are you always in the moment then? Is that is that where you are, or where where, where are where do you put yourself <laughs> on a shelf? What, what you <laughs> <laughs> where, your mind? You're always where, where are you? Yeah, so I'm just like everybody else. So you know, obviously lives are, are busy and things throw you off course. You know, your car might feel its MOT or you know a, a child. Well, we know will. we both know about that recently, don't we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> going to cost me a lot of money we'll talk about that later um so yeah I'm just the same as everybody else but when when you're when you have these kind of skills in your back pocket of being able to meditate you're able to reset your day so if you're having if you've had a bad first half of your day there's no nothing stopping you actually pausing for 20 minutes and going actually I'm going to go away and meditate for 20 minutes and then come back and, and sometimes that's not, easy. if you're in office environment, sometimes that's not easy to do. I know a lot of employers are getting a, a little bit better around providing that space. But um, if you're working from home, obviously that's a lot, a lot easier. Um, so, so I always try to <clears throat> get back to that, that state of, uh, of well-being and, and having a, a clear mind. Um, but like everybody, things come left field and, um, you know, it's just being able to reset the button whenever you need to do that. Well, your experiences are, are huge. I mean, I've worked with you um, in the past uh, uh, when you've been uh, managing some big projects, mm-hmm. and uh, you know you've you, you've got some amazing experience. You've got you know if you if you if you need to be corporate, you can be corporate. You can adapt very easily. Uh, and um, uh, and I, what I'm wondering is the spiritual side of you and the and the meditation side of you. I can mm-hmm. see how that's come into your branding. Uh, yeah. You know, the visualize you. The uh, you know, I, I I love the image, which is uh, which I see as sort of space the universe um and uh and, and interestingly enough when we talked about the universe we might come back to that but when we talk about the universe it's uh for you it's it's more about the connections and things that are just going on mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. i get um but what i'm curious about is when i look at uh when i listen to your podcast when i look at your um uh your business you the the spiritual and the the meditation it, you wouldn't know um, so does does that come into it at all or is it just more uh, just you know coming through the branding and uh, you know uh, I'm wondering how much it plays a part or I, I th- yeah I think in the longer term it'll play more of a part because it's who I am for a long time and I know there's other people that feel like that it's almost like you have so many different hats I found it ve- I've always been spiritual but I've always been corporate and professional as, as well I'm not saying you can't mix the yeah two. you absolutely can mix the two so people know me for different things those who are very close to me know that I'm spiritual I've never I've never hidden that on a, on a day-to-day basis but if you're only seeing me for one thing if you think that I'm a project manager and I manage business support programs for local government then that's what you might think of me it will play more of a part because it's who I am and um it, it needs to happen more because again that's that's who I am I need to be more authentic so I'm I'm five shows into the podcast and and actually the the, the show that drops tomorrow is about gratitude so that will start to play kind of some of some of the more spiritual mindset uh, aspects um 
so it'll be a bit of a, a bit of a mixture and I, I think you'll see that develop for me um over the coming weeks months years and however far ahead uh, we go because it's it's who I am and I need to show that side of me as well yeah and and, and obviously it's it's helped you it's 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 what's got you to where you are and all mm-hmm. and and all the experiences you've got I, I assume is because you uh uh you can connect with yourself so much you talked about uh gratitude that the show that's dropping uh tomorrow mm-hmm. that you um you've got a uh, a course coming out the gratitude challenge is that right can you t- tell me a bit yeah. more about that so i'm not sure what because there's lots of different challenges and actually what i'm trying to create feels a little bit more than a challenge it feels more like a gratitude journey and the 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 reason why i want to do this is that it's born out of kind of this this year that we've all had 2020 it's been incredibly difficult for a lot lots of different reasons for lots of different people and i really feel like we need to take stock of actually how far we've come what we've achieved what we can be grateful for because we don't know what's coming in 2021 so i really kind of want to help people have a look back almost like a closing ceremony in December of, of, of what we've achieved, what we've done, but then transition through to January, January with starting to create that intention of what, what's coming next and what we can do and how we can visualise that kind of new reality that we, we maybe want to create in 2021. And because we don't know what's going to happen, are we going to still be going in and out of lockdown just to give people that toolkit of mindset and resilience and, and just so it doesn't feel like we're going to get swept off our feet again if 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 things need to change all of a sudden so yeah so that's coming um coming december i'm hoping to start that in on the 1st of december so brilliant yes. the the type of people you work with it, i mean it could be uh anyone perhaps they've been made redundant uh perhaps mm-hmm. uh, they're just looking for a change they don't have the confidence what what you tell me about some of the people that you work with and 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 where you where you were best fit how would you describe some of those those people so um i mean it's been a range of different people so i've had um teachers so people who are still in employment who um want a better work-life balance um I've had um, one lady who'd had a um, a business for a long, long time, and it was just not making as much money as it did before. She it wasn't as profitable, and um, she really had these dreams of being um, of traveling more and doing things with her family. She's got grandchildren, so she's actually now pivoted away, and she's now kind of blogging and traveling, and she goes around Europe on a motorbike with a with her partner and um, she sold that business. And then um, I've also had a lady um, who um, has written, has been writing all of her life since she was a teenager. And now she wants to, to, to finally create a, a novel and to finally um, start coaching other people in a creative space as well. So it's a, it's a whole kind of mixture. It could be, you know, somebody who's um, wants to just pivot in their career, somebody who wants to, uh, leave corporate nine to five and start their own business or somebody who is having to pivot because of the circumstances that have been thrust thrust upon them whether it's a pandemic or they've been made redundant or some something else so it's a real mixture really of people that that i've been able to work with and 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 the way you work with them i'm assuming that you uh help them consider options challenge them make them uh think about different things uh tease out some of their passions i'm assuming is that is yeah. that is that, yeah, that yeah yeah 
I, you know, the answers are all within ourselves. So whenever I'm working with somebody, it's not me giving them the answers. They, everybody has the answer within themselves. So it's just ask, about asking the right questions in the right way and providing, you know, the right tools and, and, and skills of how to do that. Yeah. And the, the what remind me the words of your business There's pivoting. What, what just remind me the different words. So pivot, package, promote and profit. So those I'm, are kind I'm of the four talk, pillars. Talk me through each one of those. So pivot is obviously pivoting. So it's all about the mindset and, and being able to do that. Um, packaging is all around because most of the people I work with are maybe starting online businesses. So packaging is really starting to think about how you want to show up. Do you want to do a do you want a podcast? Do you want to do more videos? Do you want to be an influencer? Do you want to be a blogger? Do you want to write? So it's more about how you would package yourself online. Um, promote is then the marketing aspect of that. Um, so how you then get yourself out there into the world. And then profit is obviously the, the profit is a is a business strategy, how you price yourself, that kind of things, that kind of stuff as well. And I have to say, so I don't do all of that myself i kind of set that that framework but the podcast um which is another p is um is <laughs> really a way for for me to bring experts onto the show so for example if somebody's a really good uh, guest in sales for example <clears throat> then i would bring them on and they would talk about that aspect so it means that you're getting not just me but you're actually getting you know information from a wide range of of people as well yeah, and I, I'm interested in, in profit being the last one because one of, and I'm confident you must see the same as as me that in a that in in a lot of cases it's not just about money, is it? A job or a, mm -hmm. a, a a company or a so so is profit for you when you've come up with that name? Is that is that purely about cash or is or is it profit in yourself as well? What's Ooh, I'm curious. Like yeah, I'd not thought about that, but that sounds like a good idea, um, Johnny. <laughs> because I, yeah. I, I'm guessing that you don't just mean cash. No, I don't. I mean the whole kind of, the whole holistic look at, you know, how we do that. And, and sometimes it's the mindset that plays into it. So you could be a really good marketer. You could have everything set up. You could be doing the same thing as somebody else, but you're not having the same success as somebody else. And sometimes that's because of your mindset or there's some kind of resistance or there's something back there that is stopping you fulfilling the potential so it comes hand in hand and it's not just how much money you've got it's it's actually the mindset that goes alongside that as well yeah no absolutely i want to go i want to keep with this spiritual thing for a, a bit more than, yeah. and, and the universe what's just just talk to me about what the uh universe is for you and um and and how how you believe that we're all everything's connected for me it sounds a bit like the butterfly effect which i you know mm -hmm. i really believe in so i've i don't have a particular religion i am very spiritual but i do believe that we are all connected and that that things that happen in our life are happening for a reason and these synchronicities are always showing up for us but sometimes we're not open to seeing them so i think sometimes we're not receptive to them but yeah, so when I, I'll say like, I'm asking the universe or the universe will sort that out. Or if I'm not sure about something, I'll be like, oh, well, I'll put that on the back burner because the universe is obviously going to clearly sort that out for me and deal deal with it um, for me. It's just that ability to lean on something else. That's something greater than me. Like I can't possibly have all the answers um, and actually just lean in and surrender that sometimes things happen for a reason and just trusting the outcome on that. 
What, what what's your uh, if someone I've always wanted to meditate. I've never really mm. been able to. Um, I struggle with uh, with silence. Uh, what's uh, what would be your uh, advice? I think don't get hung up on that. This thing called meditation is really difficult or rigid. Um, if it's literally just spending some time as often as you can. Some people that might be ten minutes, might be twenty minutes. Sometimes it might be longer. Just finding a point in your day where you can sit down and just stop and sometimes you'll fall asleep and if you fall asleep that's fine your body needs you to fall asleep sometimes you'll have a an amazing experience and you'll fall in the gap and you'll be like wow I want to do that again and sometimes you'll just be processing all the thought I mean there's times sometimes when I sit down if, if I meditate at the end of the day where it, I'm just going back through my day and sometimes it's just about thoughts falling into into place um so the the thing that i find easiest now is not to be rigid and not to say i'm going to do 20 minutes in the morning or 20 minutes in the evening it's actually when you want to be more intentional so you might have got to in the middle of your day you've ticked all you've done all your emails you're now about to start the next task for the day and you're not completely sure that for me is the best time to meditate because it allows you just to reset and refocus and regroup and then come back to the computer and then and then do the task and it it, it feels like you're more in flow so I think it's not getting hung up you don't have to be sat cross legs you know with your fingers doing funny things um it's what works for you but I think just taking that 10 minutes out of your day or 20 minutes or however long you can spare um will go a long way and it's something that you do every day. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so it's it's a, it's a it's a good routine, but at the same time, it's it's about not having it in a set routine where it has to be eight o'clock every morning or nine o'clock every night. Or it's it's a it's about where it feels right, where it fits in. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't meditate, so if I miss a day, because you know days do get busy, but if if I if I miss a day, then I'll 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 immediately feel like I'm not in flow anymore. Wow. And those wow. synchronicities will stop showing up for me. So, Gosh. yeah, you can, I instantly know that I'm not in flow because things, the dots are, are lining up. So you're, um, you're very passionate about uh, writing. You, you mm -hmm. love writing. Uh, you, you start writing from early, early age. You set up a business. Was it simply uh, blogging network? Uh, yeah. You were earning um, on a part-time basis. I think you were earning just one grand. Uh, sorry. Uh, you were earning one. Just was <laughs> <laughs> it. Was, let me rephrase this. This was a hobby, I believe. And I think you were earning a grand a month from just, you know, bit, it, a bit of a hobby. Uh, so it was a uh, hobby that turned into a business. Yes. Okay. And and um, and so you're a passionate blogger. Uh, there was times when you couldn't blog, but but bloggings come back to you. I'm a huge believer in blogging. I mean, for me, mm -hmm. it's uh, it's uh, um, one of the key secrets to search engine optimization. It's it's uh, a great way to sh to show passion. It's a great way to show thought leadership. All sorts of of different things, and I think it would be repurposed. So you don't need to convert me at all. But um, but tell me more about the blogging now. What what um, what do you what do you like to write about? What, uh, where are you typically writing, uh, and what's blogging for you? So, I'll, it's always kind of spiritual and life lessons that I like to really write about. But 
I'm, I, I think I can be quite witty. It's difficult sometimes when you're trying to be deep, but also trying to be funny at the same time. So it's just really about me getting my person, personality out there a little bit more. Um, but I like to tell stories. So I like, you know, things like the Red Bounce Castle. I like to talk about life experiences, but from a storytelling perspective so people can relate to it. Um, I, I write on my sites. So I've got uh, a website, bethhewitt.com, which is where my blog posts are. But then obviously visualizeyou.com is kind of the podcast. And um, I write on Medium, which is another great platform where you can kind of network with other writers. So I think sometimes it's just about writing more. The more you write, the better you get at your craft. And actually when you're networking with other writers, then um, you learn as well just by reading other people's pieces of work as well you you've been on medium for years haven't you um i've not been well i've been on there for years but i've only been writing there until not maybe about the last More. six months oh, okay sorry i thought yeah, you used to write so, on it earlier i've got like 600 followers but wow. so i think so i joined in i think 2014-15 didn't yeah. touch it came back in 2020 and I'd got like 400 followers that had just followed me. <laughs> That's how to do it. So if you're thinking about writing in like five years time, you need to go on Medium now. And then when you come back in five years, you'll have like 500 followers. That's so uh, I was like, wow. <laughs> and then when I'm like, when I'm, um, so when I'm networking with other writers, they're like, how have you got like 600 followers? I'm like, well, what, what I did was, <laughs> I set it up five years ago and then came back. So, <laughs> so, so Beth, um, yeah. visualize you, uh, you've started a podcast. Why a podcast? And, and, uh, tell me more about the, the thought process of, of how you got into that. I mean, how, how did you get into that? Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, hear, think about a podcast and they think way too technical, wouldn't know where to start. Well, how, why, why podcast? So it's, well, there's a number of different um, answers to this question. It depends how <laughs> far you want to go back. So I went to see that we'll do the long one. So I went to see a psychic back in 1999 and she said I would have a radio show. And I was like, no way. No. Yeah, she did. And I was like, a radio show. I'm not going to be on the radio. Anyway, obviously podcast probably wasn't in the psychic's mind back in 1999. So anyway, that's been at the back of my mind all this time. Oh, wow. In about 2014, um, when I was stuck in a particular job that I couldn't get out of, I was having my appraisal and my manager said, what, we were like setting objects. He was like, what do you want to do? And I, out of nowhere, I went, I'm going to start a podcast. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what? why would you want to do that? I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And he's like, really? I'm like, what's that got to do with your work? And I'm like, I don't know. I just really fancy starting a podcast. So it's been there. So that was six, well, seven years ago. And, um, and then, I don't know, it just felt like the, I'm not sure, to be honest with you, it's just been there and I thought actually they're on the rise, people listen to them, I love listening to them, um, maybe somebody might want to listen to me, who knows, uh, uh, and and uh, well, um, I was, yeah, I, just, um, I just thought I, let's, let's give it a go. I was going to say you've already had uh, over 200 downloads, have you not, and you've only had uh, three or four shows out, uh, yeah. and um uh, you're already on amazon spotify where else yeah. are you i'm on um amazon music as of last week um google music um spotify um stitcher um all like pocket cast all kind of apps that you have on your phone um and apple. itunes obviously apple uh, yeah. is the big one yeah. so yeah yeah um, so um so has it been a technical nightmare or is this easy to do or it's what easier than what i thought it was going to be 
that's what I would say. Um, the first thing that I would say to anybody that's thinking about doing this, the thing that I did was kind of find a group of people that were already doing this um, because I was able, so I did like an eight week accelerator program where I was with other women and men who were starting a podcast completely from scratch. And that allowed me to bounce ideas. So things like the artwork, things like which microphone to buy, um, how to do an intro, an outro, um, how to edit, picking the software to edit it, transcribe, that kind of thing. So there's lots of different elements, but that has really helped me um, working with other people who are going through the same process at the same time, because you're naturally taking people along with you and, and you're not doing it in isolation. So that has been a massive uh, part of uh, how I've been able to launch within eight weeks. How long does a typical podcast take you? I think your typical podcasts are about 20 to 30 minutes. Is that right? Uh, yeah, but I've long... got some. Yes, I've got long... some. God, sorry. No, I'm uh, sorry. What I want to know is how long does it take to, uh, to, to, to create that, to produce that? So I'm getting faster. The longer term plan would be to get somebody to edit them. But I really want to understand all of the different nuances of it before I kind of hand that to somebody else. Um, so recording probably takes about an hour with like the pre uh, interview and then the interview itself and then editing it probably takes a good maybe an hour to to go through and take the ums and ahs out and chop it and change it and then not not if you've got kind of pre-recorded intros and outros you can just simply tag those at the beginning and the end and that doesn't take too long so maybe a maybe two and a half hours right now because that's the kind of speed that I'm going at but you know somebody who's been doing it professionally will probably do that you know, a lot a lot faster which, than me which one which once a week isn't a huge investment uh it, it sounds like it's a, a well worth investment um i mean i probably take the cop out and do lives it means i don't have to edit them uh and uh and whatever happens happens and in fact talking of lives uh sean gilligan uh is uh has joined us and he's saying uh beth try uh soundbranch.com uh okay. i'm sure he's he's still doing his uh his lives right now uh michael Thank grant's you. been listening as well uh and i think we're, i think uh this comment came along uh when we were deep in the spiritualization side of things, okay. uh, Sean's just said, uh, no editing on soundbranch.com, just build your podcast with voices, notes on playlists. You record your podcast as you go. Uh, so good. good to know. Thanks, Sean. Um, so, uh, so so that's all, all good. Um, the You also talk about uh, how you repurpose your podcasts as mm -hmm. well. So so once you've done a podcast, what where are you then, where else does that then go? So I put the transcript um, on my um, blog um, because I think it helps with SEO. I also do show notes out of those which are on the on the site. Um, I use the transcript to then write about some of the life lessons that have come out of the the podcast interview itself and I put those on Medium um, and some of those will also go on my blog as well but I also put those on Medium behind the paywall because you can get paid for people that read the content as well. So that's why I put them there. Um, I create audiograms out of the, the sound, which I can then repurpose and put on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And um, I'm planning on using, because I use Zoom to record the podcast, I'm planning to put the podcasts, uh, the visual, uh, the video side of the podcast onto YouTube as well. So, I mean, you could create a million pieces of content not a million that would be ridiculous but you could create a good a good quantity <laughs> of, of pieces of content just out of one 
you know, 25 minute podcast. The, um, you've got, so I wanted to understand the way you work with people. Um, you described them earlier, um, but this is typically one-to-one -one coaching. You are considering doing some group coaching at some point as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, talk to me more about this one-to-one -one coaching. How does it work? How often, uh, how, how long might it be for, um, what, tell me more about how yeah, that works. It, it varies depending on what somebody's needs are and how much support they need whether it could be just you know one to three months or it could be like a 12 month transition period that somebody's going through so it really varies um i have um an app called voxer which is it's a bit like whatsapp but it has the, it has less dis distractions so that allows me to interact on a daily basis or somebody can just check in with me um they've got this idea can they kind of bounce this off off me so we use voxer and then obviously we've got the the one-to-one -one sessions as well um, which are typically about 90 minutes um where we're kind of ticking through actions and and moving things forward for for whatever we're working on really but yeah the idea is to have group coaching just to leverage my time a little bit better and to make it more of a because i've been through this experience with the podcast with other people that in a group environment i really want to do that for people that are going through a pivot so in a group environment i think you get people will get more out of sharing their experiences with other people so that's a longer yeah. term plan I mean, uh, and and again, I, uh, I said that I've uh, had experience of working with you, and and recently as well. I can see that you are a the sort of queen of processes, uh, and uh, you you like you you're very organised, um, and uh, and and I imagine that you make sure that everyone gets a ton of value out of these sessions to because because I'm guessing that you sort of have every area covered to make sure you talk about it and. I, I, I totally realize that you you're very flexible as well but uh mm -hmm. you you um you make sure that everything's done correctly is that fair to say <laughs> that's my experience that's my experience of you Beth maybe in my work I'm not at home so my <laughs> partner is forever rearranging the the cups and saucers because I don't put them in the cupboard in the correct way but um yeah I think it's different is it when you're at home or when you're um when you're at work I try to be as organized as possible and that's the project manager in me i mean you can't get away from that when you've been project managing things for so long it comes with the territory so um yeah and i think that's why i've got the the pivot package promote and profit pillars because um it's very similar to what i've done with like uh, the digital knowledge exchange and super fast west yorkshire and you know the women and business support programs i've done where you've got um different events strands so, you know, SEO over here and, you know, LinkedIn over here and artificial intelligence over here and business advisors over here. It allows you, it allows me to put things in these di different pillars, which is the way that my mind works. So there's kind of method in, in my madness around doing that as well. <laughs> You've got, you. The, t tell me more about the, uh, some of the podcasters. So what are the, the sort of topics that you're trying to cover? Um, these are, the idea is inspirational people, educating people. Is that right? Yeah, so, but what I wanted to do, because I'm trying to inspire people to pivot, I didn't want the stories to be so out of reach. So I don't want to be interviewing, you know, people that, that feels so far ahead of where that person is right now, because that's, it, it feels unattainable. But the people that I speak to are obviously have had success in their own right, and they've had obviously made real realistic uh, pivots for whatever reason and those are the stories that I want to bring out because I really feel that we all have skills and experience that we need to be shouting about 
So one of the questions I ask all of the interviewees is about their superpower, which sounds a bit silly, but actually I don't think we're very good at selling ourselves sometimes. So I ask what their superpower is. What would you be the go-to girl or guy for? What would somebody come and talk to you about? What are you really good at? And it makes people think about that. So um, I've had an ex-model, um, an ex-26-year-old model who was recovering, has recovered from an eating disorder who wrote a book of poems that helped her through that period, which is now uh, published and has got a set up a business on the back of that. Um, I've had a, a guy who was an accountant in the motor trade who has set up a jewellery business, um, who's now making six figures selling his jewellery online. Um, I've had, um, who else have I had? I've had the wonderful Pascal Fintoni on, uh, who we all we know. Like, we like um, him. We've been talking about his experience. Um, we've had, yeah, just people for, for all different reasons, you know, all the different passions. So it's very mixed, it's very varied. And um, yeah, I'm really I mean, looking the, forward to the, the, I've seen some of the people that you've got lined up uh, and it and it looks really good with, um, but I'm aware of your processes because you've got, uh, I'm doing a podcast for you at some point. I think it's, I think it's in the next week or two. Um, yeah. And, um, and I'll be talking about a pivot that, uh, that I did uh, going from a retail environment to suddenly owning a marketing agency. Mm -hmm. But, um, but the, but the, the point being is that uh, as a, uh, someone that you'll be interviewing, you know, the process, I have to tell you, Beth has been brilliant. You everything's oh, you. you know I, I i can totally see what's going to be happening i've got instructions i've got it's all very clear uh you've asked me questions so i've got a good idea of what we're going to be talking about it's very very it's a very clear path um and and i know it was totally different experience to you coming on on this live with me but but you know that it, it's it's great that you've got that and uh and i think and i think we all need a bit of organization as well though uh so uh uh, so yeah so uh beth uh sean has just uh, uh jason cook's uh, enjoying this conversation as well by the way uh but uh what's beth said uh sorry what sean said here beth try watch and learn.io you can schedule live video sessions or you can uh, video messaging groups i'll leave you to read that but that's yes. uh, a comment right, on, send me uh, that afterwards thank you sean yeah and uh, and thanks jason cook for uh for for watching and listening as well uh that's very thank kind you, of you um so um if we well we do want to listen to your podcast i've already listened to some but for those that haven't yet where do we find it what do we need to what website do we need to go to where do we find you if we want to talk to you beth so you can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts is what the first thing i would say but if you want to find it on my site it's visualize you.com and um you can also find me at beth hewitt com if you're wanting to look at some of the coaching packages that I have the coaching packages are always also on visualize you so you can find them at both uh, both those places um but yeah I think that those and are the main places and you're on LinkedIn and all the other I am, normal yeah. channels uh if we're looking on um uh podcast we, we're just searching visualize you that that's correct isn't it yes brilliant I've really enjoyed this. Uh, I thank have too. You so much. <laughs> Good. And the uh, talking of synchronicities, it's eleven eleven. So there you go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, thank you so much for being candid and for joining us today. Um, and uh, I highly recommend anyone watching and listening to this, please do pop over to, to Best Visualize You. Uh, having listened to some podcasts so far, I have been inspired. Uh, oh. And so I highly recommend it. Um, hope to see you all soon. Thanks for watching. Beth, you've been a delight. Uh, and uh, we will see you all soon. Thanks very much.
Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Johnny Ross Audio Experience. Thanks so much for joining me. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to my website, fleek.marketing, or find me on LinkedIn. That's all for today. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, tag me in your social media posts, and please leave me a review on iTunes. It will make a huge difference for me. I will see you soon. Bye.